Do you feel like you need God's encouragement and wisdom throughout the week to take hold of His promise to fly like an eagle? You come to the right place. Welcome to Eagles on the Hill. Let's join our host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. All right, people, I am your host, Pastor Jeff Scheich. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the podcast. We want to encourage you to follow us as we together follow Jesus and draw strength from Him to fly like an eagle. An eagle is a great uh, symbol in the scriptures, talked about over and over again, and it's also a great symbol of the United States of America. And so today we are celebrating Veterans Day. As I'm releasing this, it is November the 10th. It's Friday. Uh, no, uh, November 11th is Veterans Day officially, but because it falls on a Saturday this year, we are uh, commemorating Veterans Day on November 10th, 2023. Veterans Day began as Armistice Day, a celebration of the end of the war to end all wars on November 11th, 1918. Looks like it wasn't the war to end all wars, but nevertheless, a celebration, a thanksgiving for all those who've served in the United States military. Veterans Day is not Memorial Day. Memorial Day comes in the spring in May, and that is a uh, giving of thanks for all those who paid the ultimate price, who gave their lives in defense of our nation and in defense of freedom around the world. Veterans Day celebrates all those who served in any capacity in the armed forces. And I like to extend that, if we could, to those family members who stayed behind and waited and watched and worried and have gone through so much while their loved ones were overseas serving us and serving the cause of freedom around the world. So a uh, very blessed Veterans Day to you, especially if you have served or if you are a close family member of one who has served. Uh, you are a blessing not only to me, not only to every one of us in the United States, but a blessing to millions upon millions of people around the world. We thank you today. We honor you for your service to our to our nation and to the world. Today, I want to do something special on the podcast. Don't usually do this, but um, PragerU, if you don't know, if you're unaware of PragerU, it's not a university, accredited university. PragerU.com uh, is a website where you can find some great five-minute videos on all sorts of topics that, uh, not, not necessarily political ones, but religious topics, all sorts of topics. Uh, PragerU.com is a great resource that I hope you're aware of. And if you're not, well, today you're aware of it. And so I can find no better way to honor veterans today than to play a PragerU five-minute video that was put together I think about six years ago or so. And so if you'll indulge me and if you will want to be blessed, take a listen to this PragerU video. If the Nobel Peace Prize was given out to people who truly made the world a more peaceful place, one group would win every year. The United States military, the US Army, Air Force, Navy, and Marines. Now you may be thinking, how can you award a peace prize to a group whose purpose is to fight wars? Fair question. I'll tell you how. Because the reason we are free, the reason anyone on earth today is free, is ultimately thanks to the U.S. military. They saved the free world from German domination in the First World War. 
They saved the free world from Japanese and German fascism in the Second World War. They saved the free world from communism in the Cold War. And they're saving it now. That might sound like an exaggeration, but only because they have protected us for so long. National security, the protection of citizens from an external foe, is not a given. Far from it. It's the product of the hard work of American military men and women who stand guard 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, every year. And they've been doing so for as long as any of us can remember. The First World War, the Second World War, the Cold War, the Korean War, both Iraq wars, the Afghan war. These were all conflicts that the U.S. tried to avoid, but they were wars that the U.S. fought not only for itself, but for good, decent, and free people everywhere. Where the U.S. military was not ultimately victorious, the Vietnam War, 50 million people were deprived of freedom of speech, of assembly, of press, of travel, and of religion. As many as 2 million more were brutally imprisoned and murdered. The only reason South Korea isn't an open-air concentration camp like its northern neighbor is because America came to South Korea's defense nearly 70 years ago. To this day, we still have 30,000 troops stationed there to protect the free South from the unfree North. And it's not just the open conflicts the American military resolves. It's the not wars, all the conflicts that were never fought because our adversaries feared the consequences of American military involvement. Let's put it this way. The reason Iowa soybeans can be shipped from Seattle to Shanghai or coffee from Columbia to Cleveland is because the American military, specifically the Navy, stands guard over the world's shipping lanes. Block those lanes and the price of everything skyrockets and international commerce grinds to a halt. Like it or not, the U.S. military has been and remains as close to a global sheriff as exists on planet Earth. On the beat, keeping the peace. Don't believe me? Ask yourself this very simple question. What if China disarmed? Or Iran? Or North Korea? Or Russia? Think the world would be a better or worse place? The question answers itself. Now imagine if America disarmed. Think China stays out of Taiwan or Hong Kong? Iran out of Israel? North Korea out of South Korea? Russia out of Eastern Europe? And those are just state actors. Islamists would quickly return bolder and more vicious than ever. In short, new conflicts would spring up and old ones reignite all over the world. Freedom would be in retreat every single day. That's the dystopian future of a world without the U.S. military. And that's because across the globe, for the last 100 years and more, the bad guys have been thwarted. Not only by the American military, of course, but in every major conflict, American military force has been decisive. That's why when you meet a veteran, someone who served in the armed forces, you should thank them. We have even set aside a special day for it, Veterans Day. Not Memorial Day, that's for those who lost their lives fighting for America and for freedom. Veterans Day is different. It's for all those who risked their lives so that we could keep ours. If that's not worthy of a thank you, what is? So this year, put out a flag, call a veteran, someone who honorably served in the U.S. military, maybe your dad or mom or uncle or family friend, and thank them. Let them know that you know that you are in their debt. 
We have been in their debt for so long, it's easy to take what they did, what they risked, and what they sacrificed for granted. We shouldn't. Veterans Day is meant to remind us. This year, don't forget. I'm Pete Hegseth, U.S. Army Major for Prager University. All right. Powerful, powerful words from PragerU. Said it far better than I could say it myself, and so I wanted to include those here with a great thanks to PragerU for that video, to Pete Hegseth for putting that together. I am in awe of those who have served. I'll just say it like that. Thank you for your service on this Veterans Day. Thanks for not only my freedom, but the freedom of many around the world. That's what we got for you today at Eagles on the Hill. We want to encourage you to write us, eaglesonthehill211 at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of this. Let us know about a veteran that you were able to thank and appreciate today on this Veterans Day or whenever it is that you listen to this podcast. Remember uh, the promise of God in Isaiah 40 that those who hope in the Lord will fly on wings like eagles. Thanks for listening.